This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, Come Everything Sport, international and local. Boy, what a show we have in store for you today. Kayla Barnes is a certified brain health coach who's based out of New York. She's making global moves all around the world and is huge in the fitness industry. Now, what's really interesting about the show is we're going to be talking about brain health, biohacking, how to promote longevity. If you had a shopping list just for the brain, what would you have and how sugar impacts the brain negatively what kind of anxiety it causes and what is dopamine and serotonin there's so many things on the show on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with omar adouri on pulse 95 95 oh he loves the fire this is the halftime show with omar adouri on pulse 95 nice strike Hello and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Now, we wanted to do this a week ago. We got here today. I'm super excited because, as I say, the show is not just local, it's international. And who better to speak to than Kayla Barnes. Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Kayla, I'm really excited about the show. I can't wait to share um, all the good things that I've been following you on Instagram and I'm a huge fan. Optimal health is something we normally talk about. What is optimal health? Optimal health to me is really having optimal or super high energy levels, um, the best cognition that you can have, um, and having the energy to show up for your family um, and really show up for everyone in your life. And I think it's been so normalized, um, especially in our culture here, that chronic health issues, um, feeling very fatigued, low energy, and just not feeling very good. And so optimal health is the opposite of that. It's literally waking up in the morning, bursting with energy, um, neurons all firing perfectly. For me, that's optimal health. And just getting everything, everything that everything that you really want out of life. So I think, um, especially over here um, in the states, you know, we've really normalized not feeling so well. We've normalized chronic health conditions. We've normalized fatigue, and optimal health is the opposite. So waking up every morning with lots of energy and really just going out and attacking the day. For me, um, I want everyone that I work with to really just feel their best, have have confidence. You know, when you feel great, you're really just gonna make the moves that you need to to achieve everything. So you show up for your family, you show up for your friends, and you feel great all day. And it's interesting you say that because there's a, a number of things that equate to optimal health. With Absolutely. that, what are the kind of things that we need to do to kind of put together to get the maximum benefits? 
So, I mean, it's really a multifaceted approach. It's, and it starts with your lifestyle. That's if you focus on improving your lifestyle and your daily habits. And I always say that you can start small. So just incorporate one to two new things a day. So that can be from um, starting with a brain healthy diet. It's super important that everything that you put into your body, it's not just calories, it's information for your cells. And what you eat is literally what your brain is made up of. So I always kind of say, if you eat junk, then you're most likely going to feel like junk. So I have a kind of plan for a brain healthy diet. That's a great place to start. Optimizing your sleep is incredibly important. I think we're going to get into that a little deeper, but um, daily movement, you know, there have been so many studies backing the benefits of movement and exercise and, you know, cutting out all processed foods and toxins from your home is really important because sometimes there are kind of secret, I mean, may it be uh, EMFs or mold in the home or toxins in your body care products. There are things that could be inhibiting you from achieving optimal health that you might not be aware of. Interesting. Now, with all those things, if someone's starting and they want to really, you know, pick up everything and, 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 and refresh, reset. How do they do that without getting overwhelmed? So yeah, start small. Also, you know, of course, maybe work with a coach because they can provide some guidance. We can provide some guidance, but um, start small. I like to lay things out on paper because I feel that you're more apt to actually stick with it, but start small. Maybe day one, you cut out all processed foods from your diet. Maybe, you know, week two, you start with eliminating sugar. Um, week three, you get an aura ring or you really start to track your sleep and see what's going on at night because you can be going to bed for between seven and nine hours, but that doesn't mean that you're getting the optimal levels of deep and REM sleep. So in order for your brain to properly um, reset and clear out all the waste, you need to get those deep levels of sleep. So it's really um, just habit stacking, start small, add on, and you'll feel the changes as you go. So a lot of people feel immediate benefit from just changing their diet. And then you'll be more um, incentivized, you know, to keep going, add exercise on later, add meditation, add gratitude. All these things are backed by science to really improve the, the health of your brain and your cognition. I love it. I love it. The fact that you mentioned in the beginning, you said write it down, but then you also mentioned the idea of technology in there as well. And a lot of people kind of, you know, um, think do they go to the old school approach where they write everything down, use a board put it on or do they rely on apps which nowadays i think seems to be the trend i actually love uh both sides of this approach for a few reasons so i love even when it comes to diet and lifestyle i love almost like an ancestral um lifestyle so still going outside grounding doing all of these things that we would have done you know centuries ago and then combining it with the new technology that we have so we can really take advantage of um everything that there's to offer because there's great tech out there that can measure your sleep that can um you know change your mood or put you into a more relaxed state. So I will get into biohacking, I'm sure, but there are so many cool devices that we have that has enabled us to actually live longer than we have before. So I think it's a mix between like ancestral wisdom and modern science. Interesting. I've got to, before we take a break, I've got to ask you, if you were to, to, to give me two apps that you use that you kind of stand by that kind of reliable, what would they be? 
Um, the, I love the Aura Ring to track my sleep. I think it's very important. And then I also do a lot of intermittent fasting. So I like the app. It's called Zero, and that'll track your fast for you. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I told you it was going to be good. Coming up next, we're talking about the immune system that is more appreciated than ever on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you thought that was good, there's plenty more coming where that came from. And that is because Caleb Barnes is on the show today on the Halftime Show. We're nearly at episode 300. And who would have thought we get these international stars from all around the world to talk to us about mental health, gut health, the way the brain works, the body, and all that kind of good stuff on the Halftime Show. Kayla, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. It's my pleasure to be here. Kayla, now our immune system more than ever is being appreciated and it's almost like the whole world has been brought to the attention of you've got to look after your health. You have to reset. You have to get everything in check. But whole foods and, and, and nutrition is something that's been highlighted a lot as natural medicine. Why is it so important to have that on a daily basis? Absolutely. So, you know, as I said, food is so much more than calories. It's information. So every single piece of food that you're eating, if you're going to eat a piece of cake, and of course, you know, everything in moderation, I'm not saying never have a piece of cake, but that will be more inflammatory, for instance, than some green vegetables or a piece of um, wild caught salmon. So everything that you're putting into your body, you know, you have to make sure that you're, you're using it in a way that it's a tool for you to benefit your health. And so by doing these things, we can really optimize our immune system, lower inflammation, and overall we want to improve our metabolic health because that plays a large role in how our entire body works, how we fight up disease, and how we perform. So we're going food shopping, me and you. We're mm-hmm. somewhere in New York, and you're yeah. taking me food shopping, and I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know what? I need you, Kayla, to, to sort me out with a great list. Take it away. What are, you put, what are you putting in that basket? So to upgrade your, or sorry, optimize your immune system, you want to start with some vitamin C, which um, guava, red peppers, tomato juice, oranges, and hot green chili peppers is a a great way to get vitamin C. Um, Vitamin D is really going to be a lot of your proteins. So grass-fed, I always recommend grass-fed and finished beef if you're going to have meat or wild-caught fish if you're having fish, um, organic avocados, sweet potatoes, pepper, eggs um, is a great place to start. So again, if you notice all these are whole foods, they don't have a list of ingredients, they're just simple one ingredient items. Um, Moving on to zinc, oysters are definitely a superfood, as is liver. Um, Liver is one of the most nutritionally exceptional um, options out of all the foods, actually. I don't um, love the taste, so you could do like a supplement or something, but it is really healthy. So um, zinc, yep, oysters, legumes, seeds, nuts. And then last, uh, these are all really popular supplements that people are taking, but I always encourage you to try to get it from food when you can. So quercetin, um, organic capers, cilantro, 
red onions, berries, kale, and spinach. So we would have a very, very colorful shopping cart. Yeah, that sounds great. Now, how often would we be doing that? Because that all sounds really fresh. And if you're looking after a family or if you're just looking after your partner, how often would we need to, to go to, the, to the, the supermarket to get the shopping? Well, I mean, it depends on how long you can keep your vegetables or how many people, you know, you're feeding. But I mean, I like to go every few days. That's not necessarily sustainable for everyone, but I like to keep my produce super fresh. There are some little, you know, tips and tricks that you can use to prolong the freshness. But yeah, I think for me, going to the grocery store and cooking a meal is really um, also it's a little bit of like a meditative experience. You know, it's you're you're building a meal for someone that you love for yourself. And when you think about it, it's really nourishing your body instead of just, oh, I have to eat really quick. You should make it a whole experience because your body even digests food better in a relaxed state. I usually take a couple of deep breaths because your nutrient uptake can be increased when you just really are relaxed versus being stressed and your digestion won't perform the same way. So it's important not only to choose high quality foods, but also try to before a meal, you know, really relax your system and enjoy the food because you're nourishing your body and your brain. And it sounds a lot like having to fuel the body in the way that we do and fuel the mind by the certain foods that you've mentioned. Now, if someone's at home now and he's saying or she's saying, yeah, but I'm not really much of a whiz in the kitchen. I'm not really that great in cooking. Um, how do we simplify that for us to be able to sustain it over a long term? Absolutely. I mean, a couple options are meal prep. You can make it really simple and just kind of lay out your meals um, three to four days in advance. Or if there's a meal service or if you really, the biggest part is you have to look at the ingredients. So sometimes the hot bars, even at what we know to be healthy um, um, food grocery stores or restaurants, you just have to ask a lot of questions. So you want to make sure that they're not using inflammatory oils like canola oil. You want to do like an avocado oil when you're cooking in high heat. So really just digging deep, figuring out what's around you. Um, there's like CSAs as well, so they can deliver um, the fresh produce to your door. There's now these meal to go packets. I think it's probably easier than ever to eat really healthy, even if you're not a big cook. Because yeah, there's a stigma about um, eating healthy is expensive. <laughs> but if you're cooking the way you said you're cooking, and if you're preparing the way you're preparing, Surely you can be able to spread that out over the week, which actually kind of evens itself out. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely in comparison to, you know, going out to restaurants every night or things like that. And I hope that we, this is something that is a big passion of mine as well, is I hope that we can, you know, continue to work on that and change it because it's not fair. You know, produce and vegetables should be actually a less cost than a fast food restaurant. But unfortunately, that's, that's not how it is now. But if you plan ahead and really have tight grocery lists and know exactly what you need to pick up, I think it's possible to make it you know, with work within your budget. Yum, I'm hungry already. <laughs> okay, coming up next, we're talking about what is good for the brain and who better to speak to than Kayla Barnes on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Padouri on Pulse 95. Oh, he left. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! 
Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. Thank you very much for tuning in wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even tuning at home, watching us live on YouTube. Kayla Barnes is in the building and we are excited to have her on the show. And thank you very much for joining us, Kayla. Kayla, tell me the question that a lot of people are asking. They, What is good for the brain? There, there are so many things that are good for the brain, and I think we'll focus, you know, on the primary benefits. Um, exercise is so big, so definitely a couple days of strength training a week, like three to four, but also walking outside. I mean, it boosts your BDNF, which is brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which actually helps to grow your neurons. It boosts um, dopamine, it boosts serotonin, it boosts all of these neurochemicals in your brain that can actually improve your energy. Um, of course, you know, with consistent exercise can improve your, your physical performance and strength, but exercise is such an important component. And in addition, walking. Um, going outside, getting some vitamin D, is really important for the brain and the body. So even in the first 10, 10 minutes or so that you wake up, if you can implement a walk, it's going to also help to set your circadian rhythm for the day, which is essentially the clock inside your body that tells us when we should rise and when we should go to bed. So if you can get out in the morning, take a quick 10 to 30 minute walk, you get the vitamin D in your eyes, it's going to set your circadian rhythm up for success, um, and you get a little bit of movement in. So that's super important. Um, the brain healthy diet, sleep is so, so essential. Um, that's when our lymphatic system cleans all the waste and um, you know all the buildup of the day. Um, of our system so optimize your sleep i also like cold therapy a lot so cold therapy it can be anything from cryotherapy to at home um, at your in your shower so you can take your regular shower and then turn it as cold as you can and just you know stand in it for one to three minutes again you want to start small you can start with 30 seconds and then work your way up because you will build a tolerance but doing this cold therapy it can decrease inflammation in the body, which is really good for the brain because there's something called neuroinflammation. And neuroinflammation is obviously inflammation in the brain. It can lead to headaches, it can lead to ADHD, it can lead to brain fog, it can lead to a plethora of cognitive issues. So incorporating cold therapy into your daily um, kind of routine is an easy way to do it at home and you get a lot of benefit for the brain. Um, so those are some of my top tips. But again, there's so many things that can really be done if we want to talk biohacking devices. I like PEMF a lot, which is pulsed electromagnetic field that can really actually sync some of your brain waves. So we have, you know, theta, delta, beta, all these different brain waves that occur throughout the day. And PEMF and some of these biohacking devices, there's one called the Happy 2, which is a little device you wear around your neck. And it can actually change, you know, your kind of cognitive um, firing. So if you want to be focused, you can use one setting. If you want to be calm, you can you can not use another setting. But really starting with the food you're putting into your body, making sure you're getting enough water is really important. The brain is mostly fat and water. So water and healthy fats like avocado, olive oil, um, nuts, seeds, things like that are also really important. God, my brain is working on overdrive. <laughs> That's what we want. It's optimal health, optimal cognition. I love it. I love it. Now, those sound like really good things to try and make a habit. What's your take on giving me like 
super brain habits that we can kind of build up to because you said a lot of good things there you said in terms of you know getting yourself cold showers you talked about the ordering earlier you spoke about you know the the the, the, the great fats that help with the brain you spoke about so many things how do we build these up as habits to make them every day yeah, um, it, it all starts with a plan. And, you know, Dr. Amen, who's a renowned brain doctor, and he trained me, he always says the first step is to love your brain. So you have to want to be, um, you know, engaged in improving your brain and your cognitive health first. So you have to realize how important it is. And as we know, our brain is involved in everything we do, from our relationship to our job, to our social interactions, every single thing is related to the brain. So if you can upgrade your brain, I mean, it's backed by science that you'll have more success in life, you'll have better relationships, and you'll be happier. So it's really about loving your brain first and then implementing a plan. I want to implement these three things this week and then a couple things next week and just holding yourself accountable. I mean, setting reminders in your phone, things like that, and trying to build your lifestyle around, you know, optimal health because if you don't make any changes, it's going to be a little bit difficult to start to actually achieve everything that you'd like to achieve. Love it. Okay. Mind hacks. What do we need to do more of for the brain? You can give me five to 10. It's up to you. And what do we need to do less for the brain? Shoot. So mind hacks, we need to do more gratitude practice. So, um, you know, human beings are one of the only species that can actually invoke um, a sense of emotion based on something that happened in the past. So if we are, we're either usually living in the past or living in the future. So living in the present is extremely important. Um, it's proven that just writing down three things that you're grateful for every day for 21 days can literally up improve your mood and it can start to change your mindset. So do more gratitude, just get a little journal, write down three things that you're grateful for every single day and really reflect on it because um, when you appreciate what you have, you can set your mindset to be positive before you even walk out the door. I always say you have to set your own mindset before the world sets it for you. So that's really important. Gratitude. Um, do more meditation too. I mean, just take, you can start with two minutes a day, but meditation is backed by science to improve the gray matter in your brain. It strengthens the positive connections in your brain while decreasing fear centers. So um, if you look at the brains or spec scans of people that meditate, it's, it's a vast difference and it can keep the gray matter in your brain for much longer. So any aging brains, it's very important, but even for young brains, it helps with focus, it helps with your mood. So that would be my number two. Do more of positive peer groups. It's also backed by science that when you surround yourself by people that have your, your same mindset and are also gonna be encouraging you, you're gonna have better outcomes. So you wanna have people that are doing similar things to you because you'll be more motivated. Um, number four, I would say is limit your time um, ingesting scary or negative things. We live in a very interesting time right now where so many things on social media and so many things are um, on the news are scary. So if you want to really protect your mindset, you want to try to limit on your own what you're ingesting. Um, like for instance, on my Instagram page, I try to only follow people that make me feel really good. So some people follow people that they compare themselves to, whether it be their lifestyle or their looks or whatever it may be. But for me, 
it's really important. Every time I log on, I want to see things that make me um, motivated, that make me feel better about myself. So that's another one. Um, I think it's also very important to improve your sleep because again, that's like the foundation for brain health and do less would be toxic relationships. So if you find yourself, um, you know, with a lot of people around you that are kind of draining your energy, it's going to be really difficult to stay motivated and put your mindset where it needs to be. So for me, cutting out toxic relationships is super important. Um, sedentary time, like we also are in front of computers all the time. Just take 10 minutes and take a little walk around, walk outside. It's also really important for your eyes to be taken off of the computer and get a wide um, view. So you wanna not just look at like one little spot, but go outside and look out your window and look at everything because it's really helpful for your eye health. Um, yeah, those would be my top ones. And also, of course, I always say lift weights too. I love strength training because there's so many benefits. And as we age, we lose muscle mass. So if you can really get ahead of that and keep your muscle mass high as you get older, you're going to have so many less issues. And exercise is great for the brain. Oh, love that. <laughs> See, there's things you're saying and I'm, and I'm going, yeah, yeah, I need to do that. That as well. Maybe I didn't do that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so many yeah. things. I'm just like ticking off the boxes. <laughs> I have a, a little, I call it superhuman habits on my Instagram page. People should check that out. And, you know, it, I just keep it up on your refrigerator and say, okay, let's, this is what we're going to do today. This is what we're going to do tomorrow. But we're going to make this a lifestyle. And when you start to feel so good mentally and physically, you're going to want to stick with it. So grab a buddy and commit to it together. And that helps actually having to do that with someone else that's kind of got the same goals as you, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's backed by science. When they did um, functional medicine consulting groups, the outcomes were better than when people were doing it one-on-one -on -one because we all, you know, it's natural to have a little competition, to have, you know, these little urges that you want to stick with something because someone else is there to hold you accountable. So. Yeah, that's when either a very positive peer group or a coach can come into play. Absolutely. Are you quite competitive, Kayla? I would say I'm quite competitive, yes. <laughs> but I, I like it. I, you know, I'm a pretty type A personality, but yeah. it served me pretty, pretty well so far. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Coming up next, sugar, sugar, sugar. The impact of it that it has on the brain on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Abdouri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. If you're kicking yourself for missing the show today, don't worry, you can catch all of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. And if you prefer a visual, head over to the YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio. We have all of our fantastic guests on the show. Kayla Barnes is on the show today, and we're talking all sorts of good stuff. Honestly, honestly, what a top show so far. But it's going to get better because the topic of conversation that happens amongst many 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 people is sugar now we joke about it 
but there is a negative impact of sugar on the brain and it's pretty, pretty severe. Kayla, tell us, how does sugar increase anxiety? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, sugar is so highly addictive. Sugar, um, it really plays on your reward pathways in the brain. So it does give you that immediate like jolt of, of reward. So that's what makes it so addicting. And that's why it's so difficult for people to really come off sugar. In addition, there's so much sugar snuck into things that we don't even think about. So whether it be tomato sauce or whether it be a packaged food that that seems healthy, you really got to dive into the ingredients because ingredient labels, they're listed with the first things first. So whatever the amount is highest, so say it says sugar first, that means the first ingredient is sugar. So you really got to dive into those packages and check for added sugars, total sugars, everything. So sugar over time, of course, can, it, it increases anxiety by playing on those reward pathways so often that it really like drains them. So you need more sugar over time to achieve that same kind of height. But also when you're doing that, it spikes your blood sugar every time that you eat anything. So I used to wear a continual glucose monitor on the back of my arm and it it brought to light many things. So every time you eat, especially something with sugar, it's gonna spike your glucose very high. Right after, you're gonna crash. So you're gonna feel good for a second, and then you're gonna crash. So that change in blood glucose also affects your brain. So you, what you really want is a stable blood glucose throughout the day with you know healthy fats, all of these good proteins, things like that instead of sugar because it's it's very taxing on the brain when your blood glucose is going up and down and up and down. And lastly, it, it can lead to neuroinflammation because sugar and carbs sometimes, you know, carbs also metabolize into sugar. I'm not saying carbs are bad because the brain does need glucose to operate, but um, sugar leads to chronic inflammation. It's really like, it's, it's demonizing everything at this point in terms of health because people are consuming so much sugar and then it's leading to chronic inflammation all the time, which is then leading to neuroinflammation. So when you have ne neuroinflammation, you're more prone to depression, anxiety, mood swings, ADHD, brain fog, really the whole nine yards when it comes to cognitive dysfunction. It, does it, is it something that starts off from your childhood where like you said earlier, it's almost like you get rewarded by being, by giving someone sugar and then that comes on into our adult life. Absolutely. It's really been ingrained into, you know, the culture that when you do something well, you get rewarded with, you know, either maybe alcohol, which is really prevalent in the stage, which just turns into sugar later um, as an adult, of course. But when you're a child, yeah, you get a candy, you get a sweet, you get a snack. Um, so that's something that definitely follows us into our later years in our adulthood. So it's something that you have to be really conscious of and just make a decision that you're going to choose not to include so much sugar in your diet and start small because it is a really addictive uh, substance and I know it's very difficult for people to get off of. So just eliminate a few things at first and then, you know, move forward and really try to be as low sugar as possible is what I recommend. Fantastic. The other thing I, I hear about a lot and I'm sure the, the listeners and the viewers hear about is dopamine. What is dopamine and how does that influence our behavior? Yeah, so dopamine is a, is a neurochemical or in our neurotransmitters, and dopamine is what they call the motivation molecule. So it's the get up and go, it's, it really empowers you in the morning. So dopamine is one of many of these neurochemicals 
Um, but that's the motivation molecule. So it's important to keep these high and it's important to keep them stable as well. So this is all done through your diet, through exercise, boost dopamine. Um, and then moving on to serotonin, that's what people call the happiness chemical. And have, and this is mostly housed in your gut. So over 70% of the serotonin is made inside your gut. So it's really important to have good gut health. Um, meaning you don't have dysbiosis in the gut because if you have an overgrowth of one specific bacteria or you know different microbes then it can reduce the levels of serotonin so that can lead to depression it can lead to all sorts of mood disorders so yeah dopamine we have the motivation molecule serotonin is the happiness chemical and it's really important to keep them both um, you know stable and optimal in order to have proper and the best mental health you can and that's really important because our gut obviously like i said is 80 percent and then in terms of it affects our mental health and our gut health well so serotonin is made in the gut um yeah. so if your gut health is poor if you have a lot of gut dysbiosis or an imbalance in microbes which unfortunately so many people do because of the food that we're eating now you know there's leaky gut syndrome there's because a lot of people have a gluten intolerance or this or that or they're just eating junk it's it's really harming their gut which then harms their serotonin production because most of all your serotonin is housed in the gut so it's really important to make sure your gut they call it the gut the second brain actually fantastic oh my god and you're almost there full time on the halftime show but before we go kayla where can we follow you on social media um my instagram platform is where i post most of my content i try to you know provide as much free information as possible daily and it's uh my name at kayla k-a-y-l-a and then barnes b-a-r-n-e-s there you have it and that is full time on the halftime show kayla we made it happen <laughs> i am so happy it was so much fun you have great energy it was really thank a pleasure. you so much thank you so much and you know what kayla like i said it's something that was was worth the wait very very happy with all the sound bites that you ha- you said today and you shared with us and i'm sure there's gonna be plenty of people following you on the halftime show thank you so much for your time thank you so much for having me have a great day and remember you can catch us every monday wednesday and saturday three to four on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 tune in live every monday wednesday and saturday from 3 p.m 